Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andre from the Opinionated Podcast, and I just want to remind you that we are live every Sunday on our Facebook page, and you can find us wherever you stream your music at the Opinionated Podcast. We drop a new episode every Tuesday. So remember to like, share, comment, and don't forget to subscribe. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the Opinionated Podcast, and we are your hosts. I'm Cool Kev. I'm on this side. Always look at <laughs> I'm Kevin Durant. And I'm Andre, and we got a special guest today. Could you introduce yourself, sir? Hey, how you doing? My name is Mofo. I'm an author, self-published, independent black author from Washington, D.C., born in Washington, D.C., raised in Washington, D.C., in PG County. I still reside here in my native city, and I'm just happy to be here. Word. Word. That was Word. Like- that was a dope intro. All right. <laughs> yeah. Tell it like it is. So, cool, man. Like always, how we do, we want to start off by giving your backstory. You know what I mean? Tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, you know, how you was raised, everything, all that. So, it's all yours. Okay. Well, like I said, my name is Mofo. I'm an author of the book uh, Zebra. It's titled Z hyphen B R U H. And um, it's about a guy who came from the streets trying to get out the game. Sort of like my kind of uh, story. I came from a good home, you know. I'm saying my mother, father, they was good people. Tried to raise me right in the church or whatever. But I guess you know the Lord of the streets got me. I mean, my people was working class people. They never really had nothing, but they worked and went to church and wanted to raise me good. But we never really had anything, you know. So we tried to make best or whatever. So I jumped out there at an early age, 15, 16, hustling. We crack, whatever. Mm. Around the age of 24, I get locked up for a possession with an attempt to distribute over 448 grams of cocaine. I spent the majority of my 20s in prison. Didn't come home until I was almost 30. Um, I'm about to be 39 now. When I came home from prison, I was out on probation for about five years, getting to run around or whatever, and um, ended up going back in on a violation in 2016. In 2016, that's when I uh, wrote this book while I was in on a violation, came home in about 2017, sat it down, really didn't do anything, picked it back up during the pandemic because, you know, everything was closed down, wasn't nothing to do, so started editing going over stuff, typing, printing. I wanted to uh, do self-publishing because I didn't want to do um, a big publishing company because it's like I wanted to keep all the royalties and Mm. rights of my own work. So I shopped it around to a couple self-publishing companies and I chose Gatekeeper Press and they distribute my book on several different platforms, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, Ingram, Walmart.com. So Damn, that's, yeah, that's, just, that's just a little bit about myself, a little bit about my background. Um, like I said, I used to hustle, sell drugs or whatever. So being an author, still kind of new to me. Uh, I'm a reserved person. I'm an introvert. I'm a loner. So this talking right now is something I really don't do or whatever. But I'm getting, hey, we appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate y'all. And I'm just getting used to it and opening it up. And it was like, people was telling me, uh, you're a hustler now. You're always going to be a hustler, but your hustle now is books. So in order to sell your product, they want to know a little bit more about the hustler. And so 
that's why I'm coming on these podcasts. It's something out of what I jive like don't ever do is talk too much, but good to open yeah. up, I see. So yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely necessarily and, easy to do. But so and I feel like you you definitely have an interesting story. So I want to ask you a question. Well, so go well, no, nah, go ahead. I was going to show you, people. You're going to keep interrupting you, you, me? No, no, I'm yeah. just going to show people. <laughs> Raise your hands when you want to talk. Raise just, your hands. Just, just a, right. a photo of the book right here. Okay. Oh, okay. No, nah, I appreciate I that. There you go. Bang. Yeah. So um, when, when it when it came to just getting locked up on that violation, what made you sit down and say, you know what? This is the time where I'm going to write this book. Or did, did you always have the idea of writing the book? Or that time of getting locked up told you, like, you know what? I'm going to try something different and I'm going to hit him with this. Definitely maybe try something different. Like I, like I said, I never had no plans of writing a book. I don't even like talking that much. So um, it was just basically, I can only do but so much, read books, write, work out, watch a little TV. So I always try to uh, do different stuff, take my mind out of there when I was in there. So I started messing around and, um, Wrote the first chapter, wasn't really taking it serious and just kept writing, just kept building, just kept doing it. And when I came home, I read over it several times or whatever. And I liked what I, I did. Let a couple people, female, male, read it or whatever. They didn't even believe I wrote it. So uh, once they was like, yeah, this is pretty decent. You should do something with it. I set, I set it down. <laughs> Because, you know, real life, real life was going on. I had a crazy-ass P.O. on my back, had to work. So it's like I just like put something on hold that I should have been put out because I'm getting a good uh, response from the book. A lot of people like it, and a lot of people say that I should have been put it out. So for anybody that's sitting on their dreams or goals or something, man, do that shit now. Don't wait. For the right time, because the right time ain't never going to come. You got to make sure. it the right time. You have for sure. So you, uh, if you don't want, you still on papers? Mm-mm. All right. First of no all, congratulations on your freedom. Congratulations on your freedom. You know what I'm saying? Next month will be um, four, four years. I'm off papers. No probation, parole, nothing. I'm just free. Yeah. So, so what, nice. What were uh, some of the adversities that you find yourself going through as you were writing and then trying to figure out how you were going to publish your book? You wanted to, you know, uh, self-publish and maneuver your way through an industry that you are just now learning and just now trying to be a part of. Uh, how did you, how, what did you find was an adversity and how did you overcome that? Um, some of the adversities would be the self-published author is the marketer. Like, just some people just don't, you can't pay some people to help you. Like, wow. Uh, really? A prime, yeah, a prime example. Um, I'm not going to say any days, but one of the best, uh, one of the top top five marketers in New York told me that basically no one would, would be interested in my book, and they they pass on it. And I was willing to pay some a couple thousand dollars just to get it out there, because I know New York's a big-ass market. Absolutely. And they basically told me nobody in New York wants to hear anything about your book or a story about no no new urban novels. We got enough of those. In so many words, that's what I was told. And I'm thinking to myself, like, not one person in the Bronx, not one person in Brooklyn, like, not at least one person wants to read the book. You don't know that. So it's like, 
the adversity is real. And even in my own city in DC, it's five uh black owned uh bookstores, and only one at the time carries my book. And I've reached out to all five of them several times. So it's like, wow, I'm here. One of one of the actual bookstores is probably eight blocks from where I'm sitting at right now and will not carry my book. Is there any specific reason? No, they don't even follow up on I've talked to that that place like two different times and they haven't followed up after that. Wow. So do you think that that, that's that's some of the adversity? Do you think that any part of your history they may feel as though they don't want to deal with you because of things that you've done in your past, or do they know nothing about you and they're just just putting this situation to the side, like, oh, no, nobody's worried about that, and they don't have no idea who you are? Yeah, I think that could be it. I mean, a lot of people say you're just starting out and you're just getting into the game. So I'm still fairly new and fair, uh, learning a lot of stuff that I like didn't know, like there's a lot of stuff to self-publishing, but um, that's why a lot of self-publishers ended up end up with their own publishing company because they don't have mm-hmm. it's easier to, to get a publishing company to get your book in the store as opposed to just me being a self-published writer by myself trying to get books into uh, different markets. But I think like Gatekeeper Press did an excellent job, like on the uh the form when I had to fill out and apply, it was just like Amazon, Barnes and Noble, like several of those. But it's in Walmart, it's in big several big other, yeah, several other places that I never thought it'd be. So I think that was the best thing to do with the self-publishing. And I still retain all my rights, royalties, or whatever. So if I want to do something else with the book or whatever in the future, I can. So it's fire. I, I, and I want to get into whatever you can give us because we don't want to give away the book. Um, but I, I want to get into that later. I have a, I have another question. Um, as far as like series, do, do you plan on or, or what is it? Uh, trilogies or, you know, do you plan on writing anything else in the zebra lane or like do you want to go into any other type of do you plan on still writing like a sequel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, this is part one in a full book series. Um, okay. So, yeah. so this is part right. one. Part two is uh, the follow up to this. Part three is the spinoff, and part four brings the whole series full circle. Okay. Okay. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna do some. Uh, I'm not sure if you read the book or not, but I'm gonna do a story about a uh, junkie man. <clears throat> Excuse me, junkie man. That's one of the characters in one of my, in in the zebra novel. And that's going to be like based on some true events. Like I'm going to incorporate some stories that I've heard from real crackheads and real dope fiends into that book. So, yeah, I'm. this is just the beginning. Like I'm going to keep it going. I want to get to the point where I'm like Master P pushing out a book every month. You hear me? Like I'm trying. I'm just trying because I like it. Writing is like another different type of therapy for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like besides smoking weed, women. I exercise. I like writing. It likes, like, it like takes my mind out of it. You, you know what I'm saying? If that makes a little sense, it like makes takes me to a different level. And I like. And then when people accept it or they like it or like, when's part two coming out? That like really motivates me to keep going. Right. I so, like how you said. Uh, so, actual question: Like, eating women as a therapy. <laughs> when I feel like I need therapy, I need therapy after a woman. But a good woman gonna be therapy. You heard it, like. 
Yeah. Yeah. I got a good woman and she 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 calls me to need therapy. <laughs> It happens, Chance. It happens. That's what you're going to do. You know what? Let me ask you a question. Another question. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say is your target audience? Like, what would you classify as your target target audience if you if you could narrow it down? That's a good question because I'd say like people, the black, of course, the black community, the urban novels, the people that read urban novels, street people, stuff like that. uh, Mm -hmm. People incarcerated, but. Generally, everybody, because I get a good response from a lot of uh, white people, a lot of Hispanics. So it's like, and then I did a lot of uh, Facebook um, boost posts and just look at target areas. And I get a lot of uh, a lot of likes and stuff, comments from people all across the country. So, yeah, like I think I think in this day and era with shows like. Uh, snowfall and power and stuff like good that. Shows, I think, good shows, I think, right? Yeah, definitely. I think that opens the door for people who weren't interested in that type of stuff to want to be interested in any type of new type of street stuff that comes out. So, right. I think I came out at the right time, to be honest with you. How's the feeling when um, I know the feeling of when you get compliments from people within your own culture? when it has to deal with our culture. How is it when you receive compliments and accommodations from people that's outside the culture when it comes to your book and them commending you and telling you how good it is? Is the feeling different than if it's like from somebody who's, you know, who's been through the same mud, the same dirt that you've been through? Is is the feeling a different type of feeling when someone like a white person tells you, yo, this book is really good compared to someone who's been in your hood or or a friend that, mm. that you've been dealing with all your life? Is it a different type of like like do you just get a different type of feeling of uh of of what's the word I'm trying to get? Um elation. Oh yeah, elation is a good word. Boom. I like <laughs> that. Day. Yeah. I- it's, 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 I say it's levels because I think no feeling is, is better than when I actually made my mama proud. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did a lot of fucked up shit in my life, like in and out of prison, hustling, gunplay, just a lot of dumb, fucked up shit. But we all grow up, we all, you know what I'm saying, become men and become wiser. But to actually do something in life that made my mama proud, that, that was probably like the best thing. But um, mm. to touch on other people, uh, when I was in, I'm in a lot of Facebook uh, book clubs and book groups. So mm-hmm. that's how I came across Kevin. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh, I kept, when I was doing like small little promotions of a book, I, I kept writing um, black author, black author. So a white guy, older gentleman, he posted, stop posting black author, just post author. And when he said that, that meant a lot. Because it's like he don't see no color. He just sees the occupation. Like, we're all on that same level. And I I took that as a pig, giving, like, one of the best compliments. You know what I'm saying? Like, that job, like, meant a lot. Besides my mother and besides homies in the hood that embraced it and said that's that's jai like dope like you wrote a book like that's yeah. everybody everybody yeah, do, yeah everybody do mixtapes and whatnot and not knocking nobody yeah. hustle but yeah. a book's like just 
different. Like people don't write books in the hood or people from the hood don't usually write books. It's usually a person from the outside looking in or telling somebody else's story instead of a person that actually been through a lot of stuff that could tell actual factual jolly stories that people won't connect with. So, so yeah. but by saying that, how many people came at you was like, yo, like, what the fuck, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? That just looked down on you because they didn't think, because they always look at people that been through shit, situations like that, like, yo, why are you doing anything with intelligence? Yeah, they always don't think, they always don't think we have intelligence if we come from the street. It's just like, we just some dumb, as they like to look at as dumb animals. Try to tell you it's not your lane. Because they do. Yeah. They do. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Uh, yeah. The haters. The haters. Some, some people, yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's always going to be haters in everything you do. So uh, a lot of, if if it's, it's haters around me, they don't they don't voice it or they don't say it. I get a lot of love from people that yeah. don't know me, people that do, people that know me for a long time, for years. It's like, I guess a lot of people... They see me like, man, damn, Mo's a good dude. I just like want him to win. I want him to. It's like he doing a book, so I'm gonna support it. I got people reading books that don't even read. Right. People that haven't read since high school just bought the book just because they homeboy did something dope, and we gonna support it. So, hey, I like the the positivity that I get from that's good. Uh, the book is overwhelming at times, and I that that definitely keeps me going. Uh, yeah, and I got a, I got another question. So, you mentioned earlier about you know you know things that you've done in your past, uh, but I'm I'm quite interested because you know writing books, being an author, but selling the book is you know part of the the business. So, how would you say you've used you know things that you might have done in the past to apply to selling? you know, this book and, and like the hustle of selling your book and getting your, your name out there. How have you applied some of the same things that you learned and what maybe, maybe you learned some new stuff, you know what I mean? But how would you apply the same stuff you did before to what you do now? Okay. Well, using assets in the market, like it's a lot of free promotion with book, new books, new authors and stuff that I didn't know about that I was learning on learning about as I went along. They could have been pushing the envelope way before I released it. So it's like, it's a lot of opportunities, a lot of different stuff that can help new authors such as myself. And of course I did basic promotions. Like I did like business cards and stuff. I did promotional stickers that I pushed all over the city, stuff like that. Mm. But the marketing, being a self-publisher is like, you got to have the marketing yourself. You do everything. You got to come up with the marketing strategy. So it's like me knowing just how to push a product. It's like, okay, for a long time, I was just posting the cover, posting the cover. So I got a bunch of people that was hooked like, wow, what's the cover? What's that book about? I like the cover. Mm. Then someone that said, post a synopsis of what the book is about and you're going to get way more people. And it's like a bell went off. Like, why well, I ain't been doing that off top? Like I should have right. been doing it. Once I did that, I got a way bigger response. So it's like just applying my simple logic with certain things that I could do in other fields when I'm hustling or whatever, hustling different products or doing stuff. Like I'm currently getting shirts made. I'm going to probably go out Vegas and 
April, and I'm gonna have that shirt on everywhere I go. Tell everybody about yep. it. Like self-publishing, you got to do it all yourself. Whereas the the big publishing companies, they get they just cut you a check. And they do everything, but once you get get once they got that check, that's it. And that yep. thing can go. New York Times bestseller turned into a movie, but now you guys that check. But that me being a self-published publisher, that's mine forever. Anybody that wants, and then the way I wrote it up is anybody that wants to say maybe do a movie or a documentary or show whatever, I got creative direction between around anything right. on that project. So yeah, just owning my own, being independent, <clears throat> a, a self-made hustler. It's just I'm just applying those same traits to uh, selling books. So I mean, do you see? Do you want to see your your books pop, um, turn into either a movie or a series? You know, is that a goal for you, or or you just you know? Yeah, I, de- I definitely want my uh, book to uh, turn into a, like a, a series, a TV series. That's why I got like uh, four books in the series and. I know, I think it's still, you have to have over 50, 50 episodes to have it in a, a show in syndication. So if I can get 13 episodes for four seasons, that's 52. Mm. So that'll create a, a check for everybody that's involved with it for life. I'm trying to do something on that type of level with the series. And not, not only with just uh, self-publishing, I'm, I want to get in a, uh, my own publishing company because I want to help a lot of brothers that's in prison. A lot of them uh, write stories just like me, and that's their way of getting out. Uh, they sell for their time being. And yeah. um, I like to help them self-publish their books and help them get money and change their life. And, you know, for the ones that's got a long time or the ones that's never come home or the ones that's got a short bit or whatever, just try to uh, figure out I can find a way to help those brothers. Speak, speaking on them guys, man, um, cause they always get a bad rap, uh, you know what I'm saying? Which I hate because everybody's been in trouble, especially in the black, black community. We all been in there in that tight situation we dealt with. We've been around dudes in that situation. They generally just good dudes in a bad situation, man. Can you speak on how, you know what I mean? How you hate how brothers being perceived in the prison system that go in and out. Because sometimes it ain't their fault. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's a situation they put in where they... Victim of circumstance. You got to... You know what I mean? A lot of dudes where I grew up, it was... We had to do what we had to do. No parents was around. I got three brothers in the house. I got to feed them. You know what I'm saying? Ain't The lights ain't on. Ain't no food in here. I got to do what I got to do. Everybody always say, oh, why you ain't mow the grass or shovel snow? I'm like, bro, that shit ain't... Sometimes more the grass ain't money don't come back like yes. yeah, right yeah. then and there. But, yeah, you know but speak, mean? speak, speak positive, <laughs> brothers. I'm always I get tired of hearing the negative. Yeah, it's a lot of good brothers in the hood. There's a lot of good brothers behind the wall. Like we all make mistakes, we all slip, but we can all get back up, bounce back. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot. I'm, I got a lot of homeboys that just try and try and do try to do different stuff besides hustle and it don't work out for some of them. And some of them profit off of it. Some some of them exceed or whatever and do well. And it's like a lot of them make bad decisions 
because they're in bad situations, like not a lot of opportunities is the jobs. They don't, they say they certain jobs hire felons, but they'll put you through the run around or whatever and don't give you the job or whatever for whatever reason. So it's like, it is definitely hard when a brother comes home and there's no opportunities, but the few government opportunities, you might, like I said, you might have a wild PO on your back. So I think it's, that's, the, that's the thing in the hood. Like we need more better jobs, better opportunities, better education, better living quarters for people. Mm. Defund some of these police because they out of control. They, they, they just out of control. Yeah. And it's like, we got to help. Another thing, we got to help each other out. When we in a position to help our brothers out, we got to help each other out and uh, cut out the crab in the barrel syndrome because a lot of black people have that where they get they get ahead or they get out of a situation, don't reach back and help the next brother. So we got to help our other brothers out too as well. Yeah, for sure. Now, going from that, I, I would like to ask you, because, you know, I, I see the, the subject matter, which is like like you said, with 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 power and with snowfall. I mean, we, we eat all that stuff up. Mm-hmm. BMF. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we love it. Yeah. So in the future, you know, what I mean, because, you know, I mean, you're, you're a published author. Do you plan on getting to any other type of and we definitely gonna get into the book, but I, I'm, I'm yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I got a bunch of questions. Do you have a plan on getting into any other genre like uh, like doing? you know, romance or doing, you know what I mean? Something, it might have a hood twist on it, but it's a completely different genre, like science fiction or something like that. You ever plan on getting into any of that? Oh, I'm not sure. I I definitely leave the doors open, but like like I tell people, my favorite two authors is James Patterson and Donald Goins. And it's like, those are two opposite authors, if you're familiar with them. Right. And like, I, ser- I want Zebra to serve to me, like, uh, what is it? Alex Cross is the James Patterson, if you're familiar with that. Like, yeah. that's his main character. Mm-hmm. He pops back up here and there. So, yeah. There's a lot of Alex Cross books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they made a movie. They Definitely. did. There's, like, a lot did, of spread-off right? stories and everything with it. So, it's like you, you could do, you build a foundation with one character, you could do different types of genres, different types of stories, like, Mm. It could be a love story about him and how his baby mother first met or whatever. Like, so I I won't limit myself to just urban novels. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I about to say, I'm a horror. I love horrors, whether it's books, movies, horror, science fictions and stuff like that. If you're able to put like a little hood plot twist to it, that would be fire. Bringing something different to the hood, something that they can kind of relate to and then kind of like, Throw them off, kind of like how Bones was with Snoop. You ever see Bones? I did. It was terrible. You ain't like it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no I knew you were saying though. I knew yeah. you were saying. Yeah, because it, 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 had, it had true history from Caprini Green and all that. Oh, I didn't know that. I, yeah. But I think that's the beauty of writing, though. That's the beauty because you can literally, like, especially if you're skilled at it, whatever you could pull from your brain, like, you can you can paint your own picture. And it sounds corny, but that's really what it is. And if I, I believe I said this before, if other people can pick that up and you could put them in that spot, then I think that's a win on its own. Yeah, like I said, Big Biggie is one of the best authors in my head. Listening to a Biggie song, 
he he puts you he puts you there. Yeah. He yeah. put when you listen to his yeah. set, he puts you, he puts you there. You can visualize, yeah. you can see everything he's talking he, about. That's a good thing about a good a good artist. Put you there. You like, damn. You know how to walk you through a song or walk yeah. you through a story so you can visualize exactly what he's going through. And um the direction and, and the way you choose and stuff right now, it sounds like you're in the same picture, you're in the same boat, walking that same line. Because you already live in these situations, so you get inspirations from things that you already know. Put it into yeah. writing, letting everybody see your story from how you're how you're envisioning it. Right. No so, question. so let's 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 try to get into the book a little bit, and without spoiling it, if you can give us a synopsis of the book, how how does it go? Okay, zebra is running his neighborhood, his DC neighborhood. He's got a, a crew. He's got majority of his family in it whether they're doing something business related or doing something with drugs and um he's finally ready to leave the streets alone he wants to just focus on business fall back get out of the way and brings the uh idea to his family friends his crew or whatever and some of them are with it some of them against it but he made his mind up so Goes to his plug, let his plug know, or whatever. Plug not with it. So, long story short, something happens when he meets with the plug, and instead of him getting out, he starts to get deeper back in. His businesses and stuff starting to crumble, and he has to find a way out and try to right his wrongs before he ends up in jail or ends up dead. And that's a little bit the gist of the book. So, yeah. Word. Where would you say you drew your inspiration from for that? Like, if you could if you could say that there was a specific person, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's loosely based on them, did you draw that from a real person or a real situation? Nah, like, this book and the actual character, Zero, totally made up, like, nothing to do with anybody I know, anybody I dealt with my story, anything like that. I could say me just writing the character, he has like some of the traits or I can understand coming from the point of view of how it is to try to change your life and do different stuff and stop hustling, getting out the game and what comes with that. But other than that, nah, this just a total, like I said, I'm trying to build this character like James did on with Alex, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That's pretty interesting to me. That's interesting because to to not use any actual like, not say inspiration, but not use any person to take traits from and then create somebody from scratch. Yeah, that's that's, that's crazy to me. That's like yeah. <laughs> that takes incredible imagination, like for real. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Now, um, you ever think about writing like something educational for people to read, like so far as like the how? how the justice system is corrupt or the prison system is corrupt. Do you ever think about writing something that can educate people? Because a lot of people is ignorant to what really goes on back, you know what I mean, in the hood. They always, they see a video on TV, the first thing they say, why he resist or why he do that or why he put himself in that situation. You ever think about writing something to educate people who are... Um, I'm not opposed to it, but 
I'm not trying to uh, actually lead the revolution like Malcolm. Everything not I'm an author trying to sell books, dope books, help other people write books. Uh, yeah, but I won't. Like I said, I won't limit myself. I, you never know. Like I, like I said, I never thought I'd be sitting here doing stuff like this. So I, I'm not going. Limit myself. Yeah. See, you can, but you can put it. You can put it in. Kevin, you, you gonna tell him how to write a book? No, I ain't gonna say I write a yeah. book, but yeah. <laughs> you guys, Kevin, Kevin, no, Kevin's man. a public. He's a no, I'm, I'm, I'm well. not educate. I'm not educate, <laughs> but I'm saying you can put in the stories. You can make the stories so people can visualize it. Because people, people, when they read books, you get compassionate with the character, your character that you read. You have empathy for your character. People don't have empathy empathy for the people they see on the street. They have empathy for somebody that they're vesting. Or his character in his book, you be vested in him. You hear certain shit that he's going through. You like, you'll start seeing that shit in the street, and you like, yeah. damn, yeah. There's I okay, that yeah, like, like, like what I was saying earlier about that spinoff of the crackhead. That's gonna use like actual stories based on stuff I've seen or people have told me. So it's <laughs> like you, I can, yeah, I can definitely spin it that way where it's a lesson involved, and you can learn from how. This person messed up their life or went down the right, the, excuse me, the wrong road. So yeah, I can like I said, I won't limit myself to anything. So hey, that's interesting. And, and you know what? Because no one has, yo, you're right, you're right. No one has empathy for a, a crackhead or like the crackhead in the hood. You remember what you used to do to the crackheads <laughs> in the hood? Like for real, you remember what they used to make them do? Especially, I didn't, I never, I never done it. But like, even people on the corner, make uh, they made this dude. Yeah, empathy for Kendrick when he was on power. Well, that's, that's how we talk about. Uh, it, uh, they made they made this dude jump off a roof, bro. Mm. Broke his leg for some oh. foot for a bag. But I, that's just a weird story. But anyway, um, but nobody ever thought Wait, about. That's a true story. That's a true story. Wow, what, you, yeah. what? that was Eric. You probably did now, but. Like they, made him, they made him jump off a roof. Listen, and they would some, make, make him I, do stuff like that all the time. Yeah, I but, see wild stuff like that. But nobody <laughs> ever... seen some wild stuff. But, no, nobody right. ever thought about how did that man become addicted, him and his girlfriend, because it's always a girlfriend. Um, how did they... Yeah, definitely. How did they always the female. Yeah. 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 It's always the female involved. Every story. Yeah. Every the dude told time. me it was a female involved. In that 80s, it was a wild time. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Crack love is the strongest love in the world. But to speak on what, he, what y'all was just joking about, I was always the hustler that, that didn't mistreat them because of their addiction. Like, I was on weed and liquor hard. Like, I'm still, I smoke weed every day, but I'm not on liquor. But that's my vice. Like, I'm not going to beat you down because you smoke crack or you do dope or you pop pills. Like, I'm going to still give you the same respect as a man or woman as you as you deserve and and that worked to my benefit like i have excellent customer service with the cluckers like they used to love me just because i didn't treat them like shit like everybody else did like smack them with a bottle or shoot at them or do some wild shit for laugh like i'm trying to i'd sit down listen to their story give them food stuff like that wow and they yeah i was a different type of hustler because, like I said, I had it. Uh, I had it a little bit better than most of my homeboys. Like, I had my mother and my father. Like, a lot of my homeboys, folks was on drugs, on crack, 
father wasn't there or they live with their grandparents raised them like you know what I'm saying so I was blessed to have a better situation so I had a heart you know what I'm saying like I was raised like I was raised in the church you're supposed to show love like I was taught that so I'm not gonna treat even though I'm out here sinning or doing what I'm doing I'm still not gonna treat them people like shit because that's still somebody uncle father mother uh-huh. sister brother you have me so yeah, yeah. Wow. yeah, I feel you because it's and, just, and no no judgment at all because I can't say I didn't laugh or yeah. crack up and you know what I'm saying like yeah, we, we you know what I'm saying? Listen. that's the hood but you know what I'm saying I just I that that wasn't me I ain't never do that shit you know yeah because I just don't, and I never judge nobody that did it either you know yeah. right. they they they, no they try they try to judge our error with well, a crack error they made it they painted that shit so horrible and I had family members that was on it. That I loved, that I cared about, but they was in the they was in the street. You couldn't do nothing for them. You, you know what I mean? I just hated how they used to paint them and shit. Like they are, people. yeah, yeah, too. yeah. They definitely people. But they like, got family and people that don't want them on drugs. Like yeah. the addiction is just stronger than them, and that's sad. But hey. yeah, yeah, because how they got it now, now how it is now, the dope. You know what I mean? People on dope, they got commercials and free clinics and all this stuff. They want to help them. It just. Like y'all would have did that back then instead of locking us up, it'd have been a lot different, you know what I'm saying? For a no lot question. of people, uh, yeah. Yeah. So so I noticed you said something earlier about like teaching, teaching, you know what I mean? And, and that kind of like kind of hit me a little bit. So for at least from my understanding, I've seen a lot of like nowadays, especially during the pandemic, it's a lot of people that go into that more if they have a business, right? the way that they kind of promote that business indirectly is more like teaching people how to do their business. It's the weirdest thing in the world. So if I got a podcast, you know what I mean? I will, even though I got a podcast, I'm trying to get people to listen to it. I would teach people how to podcast. Like you dig what I'm saying? Like give them yeah, tips yeah, and yeah. tricks and all that. And that's kind of a back end way to promote your podcast. Have you ever thought about doing anything like that? Like just teaching people how to like write and what, you know, like what, you know, what kind of, because I wouldn't know the, I wouldn't even know how to start, but yeah, just teaching people how to write and, and get books out there and the things that you went through so that honestly you can get your brand out there. You ever thought about something like that? Yeah. When I, <clears throat> when I said earlier about like the publishing company, like that'll definitely help a lot of people, a uh, self-publishing company, because I learned a lot myself so i gotta definitely pass that knowledge on to other people and i got like homeboys and other people to family members and stuff that have books or whatever and they never did anything so they're asking me for help now or just how to get started how to the process uh how much money stuff like that and i i got all the answers now where as opposed to i had to go get that information myself right I'll gladly pass it along to other people and yeah, no problem with teaching others. That's dope. It's a lot of people that need that, like for real, because it's people that's spending their wills and and don't know what's going on. Now I got another that's this is a two-part question. Well, no continuation from that. Have you ever thought about or do you have like a mentor, like a, you know what I mean, a mentor to kind of show you the ropes? Maybe you ever thought about like maybe reaching out to a mentor? And if you did. Who would you reach out to? You asking, do I currently have a mentor? Both, yeah. Or, if you currently oh, have well, a mentor, yeah. No, I don't currently have a mentor. I go to 
go to advice from my mother. She's the best. Like the best she mentor. Definitely yeah. Church school woman. I know she has my best interests. But um, Miss Eartha Hicks, she wrote my press release and she helped me through the process. And she just basically helped me understand how to present myself to the public. Like, like I said, I'm a reserved person. So she let me know, look, you're going to have to do this. You're going to have to do that. You're going to have to go on podcasts. And it was like, uh, but I just like had to shake it because it's like I'm self-published. Ain't nobody going to put the book out there That's but right. me. So I have to do it. So, yeah. You're a walking brand. Yeah, absolutely. And if you could, like, uh, say anybody, you know what I mean? If you could reach out to anybody to be a mentor, like, or, or to just get some game from, like, who would it be? Wow. Um, in the books or just in general? In general. In general. Oh, okay. Well, I'd say in the book world, I'd say definitely James Patterson. Like, because his range is out of control. Like, shout out to James Patterson because he <laughs> definitely helped me through when I was in prison, like writing excellent books. Um, outside of books, hmm. I just have to say Jay Z. It's like that's the name that's that's popping in my head right now. Like he's just dope. Like you can't deny Jay Z. Like at all the other, yeah, like Jay Z. He's just his his. His business sense. Mm, yeah. He's still basically staying true to the streets. Like, no one looking at him as a sellout. Like, he's just a hustler building his brain. Like, that's how I always looked at him. Like, he's not limiting himself to the corner. He's not limiting himself to music or clothes. Like, he's bigger than all that. So, mm. yeah, that's how you have to present yourself in business, I see. So, yeah, definitely, yeah. We're going to go deep. I'm sorry, because every time I ask you a question, I just want to know more. So, with both of those men, James Paris is a man, right? No. Yeah. Both of those men. He's a white, right? he's a white, but a white right. older man. Perfect. His, his name is James. Come on, man. I've seen some crazy stuff. So, <laughs> and people use pen names. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, if you had one question, and one of them, both of them was just like, yo, you get one question. That's all I'm going to give you. What would you ask both of those, like, it don't got to be the same question. What would you ask James Patterson and what would you ask Jay-Z? I'm sorry for putting you on the spot, but I'm very interested. Uh, what would I ask James Patterson? How, how much are you intertwined with Washington, D.C.? Because the details in his story about down to the names of certain projects it's crazy to me like he's a like i said he's an older whiter gentleman how does he know about potoma gardens housing project or certain areas in places that white people don't go or just started to go because of gentrification like he was writing about that stuff in the crack era when, when you know the early 90s and stuff so he's talking about those areas so it's like how 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 are you so intertwined with the city, but you're not from here? Mm. And um, Jay Z, hmm, it's just like I could ask him music business. Right. It's so so much I could ask him. 
Oh, um, that one joint you could take away. I'd ask him like, what exactly made you stop hustling? Like, what was it? What was that event? What was that one thing that said, you know what? This is it. I can't do it. I'm done. I made enough. And if I ain't made enough, I'm going to figure out another way to make enough. That, that I'd ask him that. And that'd probably be too personal because he's like, who the fuck is you, Slim? Like, I don't know you, but. He probably would tell as a, as a business, Yeah, as a business. It, it probably was whenever he got locked up. Probably was then. <laughs> well, he, well, he had, well, he started out with a hundred, right? He started out with a, what did, wait, what did he come in the game with? He said, game game with a hundred grand, he said, right? He said nine to be exact from grinding G packs. G packs, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he was, I think he was all right, but no, I've never heard that before, and I think that's a very interesting question, especially if you're like kind of in a similar, you know, what I'm saying, like you want to know, like, man, did I cross that cross that barrier already? Or am I just looking for that barrier? Or whatever I'm doing. I know you're not doing that. I'm just saying anybody in that position, you're going to want to know, like, yo, what turned that that light switch on? Because this dude went crazy for, like, 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Still going crazy. Non-stop, yeah. Yeah. Nah, he's, a, he's an incredible performer. Yeah. Uh, and, and incredible businessman. Because, Definitely. because Definitely. I think he's, like, really one of the all rappers look up to him. You know what I mean? You yeah. got you got the puff, but puff is not more of a rapper than he is. A, he was a businessman to begin with. But right. as far as rappers go, you look up to Jay. It's like he built his empire. You can see Fifty starting to build it a little bit. Starting. Yeah. Well, he is building. Fifty is he. Fifty is starting. Was, was crazy because Fifty got what he got a show on ABC now. He has a show everywhere. But that's what I'm saying. You well, yeah. people yeah. like people like. People that came from the streets like that, ABC is like, uh, I'm not touching it, but it's like, I'm guessing how good of a writer he is and how... The story, bro. The story, the yeah. story is sometimes, especially when you're proving yourself already, the story can do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all you need. But he had to prove himself with power, and power just went so crazy. Now, that's, that's another thing that I have a question about. Right? Mm-hmm. If you should I, should I wait wait till no, later? Because no, 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 this is my this know, is my question. I think is very interesting. I know where you're going with it. Yeah, yeah. If you were to bring your 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 book to series with it with a show, who would you want directing? And I hate to pepper you with all these questions, but I do think you got interesting answers, bro. Who would you want to direct and star in your series, Z? Uh well I'd want an all DC uh DMV cast like directors to writers to producers actors actresses but I I definitely want a uh, Big G and Wong Glover from the backyard band he was in uh the Wire if you uh the Slim Charles in the Wire if you're uh, familiar with him okay he oh. he's with uh the biggest go go band in DC. He definitely, like, I already got his part set out if I was going to have anybody in this. Like, yes, he's, like okay. a big, he's a big feature here, oh, yeah. a big name in D.C., like a legend in D.C., Big G. So, yeah, he definitely be in it. And it'd be, like, local stars, like people that are actually from this area, they'll be in it. Even if they're celebrities or big name actors or whatever, I want them all here so everything will be authentic. Like, yeah. hey, 
Mm. Shit, DC's the home of the comics. A lot of comics came from DC, bro. Hell yeah, a lot. Didn't definitely. Yeah, a lot. And of it's that. around that areas like yeah. Maryland and Virginia too. Like it's this area is so small that we all intertwine. We all go to the same places, clubs, mm. restaurants, and stuff. So it's like we all know each other in Shit, some get, way or another. So get yeah. put your DNA all of you. Let's see. That's the seven cities, but yeah, like. Yeah, come on too, Baltimore too. Like I don't, be so dope. I, I I was a hustler, so I go all through the DMV. I didn't just limit myself to one corner, one block. I'm going out Virginia. I'm going up Baltimore County. I'm going wherever the paper's taking me. So yeah, like everybody can come and be a part of. I just wanted just the authentic authenticity. I wanted to be authentic. You know? That's right. Like right here, people from here. The stories from here, not not no Hollywood stuff or you nah. can't believe it. Yeah, you yeah, believe yeah. like I can't I can't believe that's and that's, and that, that's that how is. I want to write books too, like authentic to, to uh a crazy thing that I tell people and they're not uh, familiar with is it make it sound it really blows their mind is that I'm not a fan of urban novels, even though I wrote an urban novel. Like, really? Nah, I don't like urban novels because it's like it's so super thuggish and outlandish just like come on right. give me a, a believable story in the hood like something that actually happened that you could believe happens like this dude he owned the whole new york and he had ten thousand <laughs> bricks and come on man nobody want to hear yeah. that extra super thug bullshit like give some realistic stuff in the hood that people can relate to people can take something from people can learn from and be inspired by like that extra stuff that people Ain't never going to reach or achieve in the streets. Man. People don't like. I like, like I, like I said, I like James Patterson, Stuart Woods, David Baldacci. I like different types of writers that write about all types of topics, subjects, anything. Like, but yeah, I'm not into urban novels, and not knocking any of the urban novels. Besides, right. like, I love Donald Goins' books. Like, besides that, like. Not knocking any of the urban novel, but I really don't read them. So it's like that sounds like real odd to, to people when they hear. It. Nah, it's not odd. I think you will be able if if you looking at these guys' writing style, you'll be able to break that mold of just like like yeah, I'm from the hood, but my style ain't all this extra goofy stuff. It's just, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. actual stories yeah. that you can relate to. That's not outlandish because you read, like you said, you hear about some dude. I never met a dude that ran the whole city. I'll never be able to bump into a dude like that. But I, I got, I got family members that you know, they, they ran a, ran a small. Yeah, they, 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 they block. They run their yeah, project. They, they like block. that's unbelievable. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. these, these two blocks are theirs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's, that's my cousin. I can see him. I can actually know that that's my family member. Hey, he runs yeah, these yeah, two yeah. blocks. I, yeah, yo, you so high. I'm sorry. I'm looking at. Him. I thought he was asleep. I'm like, yo. Right, I'm, yeah, I'm looking too, at you like. Yeah, yeah. I, for some yeah. reason, and, and it's when you said that, and I might be completely wrong because I haven't, I haven't read an urban novel, um, or heard about any in, in like years that I was like, yo, that you know what I mean? Because it's something that you hear about. For some reason, I feel like when they when they go too over the top, because I heard that too. And it, and it is a turn off, you know, if you, I'm not from the, I, I've never been in the streets yeah. as far as, I'm street adjacent, 
but I've never actually been in the streets. And you know when something sounds like BS. Do you feel like, well, I feel like that kind of comes from when it comes from a female's, female author's point of view. A female. Because I feel like that's never, how they see it. Somebody who never really, exp- I think it comes from people who never experienced Actually experienced Never it. experienced yeah, it. Because yeah, you, yeah. you, it's certain, st- even street adjacent. I just got family members. I got brothers. I got, dude, I just like, I'm not doing that. Y'all are just, you know what I mean? But I'm with y'all, but I ain't yeah. going over the top with y'all. But I've seen, I've seen stuff. And you see stuff that is, you hear and you hear something in the book like, yo, nobody would do that. Yeah. You, don't right. be, you don't have to be yeah, a street yeah. nigga to be yeah, in the would, streets. You wouldn't do that, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about it. There is it was niggas that was in the hood, they played basketball, but knew the knew the dealers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they yeah, live yeah. and they live in that area. They don't want to do what everybody else does, but they still have to deal with the same shit, regardless, because yeah. they still see it. You know you gotta, what I mean? You, you gotta be able to walk outside. Yeah, I like to be able to walk mean? outside yeah. <laughs> and, and, and be mean? comfortable. When you live in or around the hood, it, it's it's gonna be within you regardless. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna know people yeah. who do stuff that you don't, and you're gonna see things and hear things, and stuff is gonna affect you the same way, if not worse. You know what I mean? Like if you don't live the life, and then you lose people that you really care about because they in that, that shit affects you different. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, Trust damn, me. I'm trying not to do that. You doing that? You gone? You know what I'm saying? Like, or they get locked up, or you get locked up for being around somebody that happened to be wrong place, wrong time. You know what yeah. I mean? It's always a situation that you can take from that, whether you live the life or you don't. Yeah, that's a couple yeah, of definitely. No question. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, we know. So we know from here. What what's next for you? Like, where do we? Matter of fact, you know what? If you could lay out at least the next five years, what is next for you as far as where you try to take this? Where you're going to take this? Excuse me, where you're going to take it? Well, I'm currently writing part two of this book. Okay. I'm work, working towards, like I said, part three is a spinoff. So I'm gonna write that with somebody. I'm not sure if you, uh, some of y'all read the book, but. The spinoff is going to be based on Diablo, and Diablo is like a main character in in my first book, and I think that's going to be the the one right there. The, but excited about it, yeah. yeah that, that's going like to that. work because I, I, I the, the concept I got of uh, Mexican, you know, what I'm saying a uh, Hispanic drug cartel guy covered. I'm, I'm gonna write it with. Oh, like like I said, authenticity Word. is my thing. So it's gonna be a dope book. I want to put out at least like twenty or more books. Like I said, I want to get to the point where I'm comfortable and I know the process. And with the publisher company, I can just put it out there like that. Like I don't have to wait. So I can put out a book a month or a book every other month, like the Master P formula, just keep people hooked. Yeah. While I got that buzz, that buzz, like. I got people right now that want part two as soon as they're done reading part one. And it's like, I learned you gotta be, you gotta give them part two, part three, part four, or they're gonna lose interest and it's gonna be harder to bring them same people back. So I'm gonna just keep pushing, keep going, keep doing podcasts, interviews, mm-hmm. whatever, to just keep the brand going in between putting out the next product. So, yeah. I got a question. Um, Going going into uh, you having the four part trilogy for or or four part um, 
sequel for these books? How often do you find yourself, uh, you know, pinning up different ideas? Like you see something and, and you see it relate to the maybe the book or you grab an idea, you jot it down real quick or you put it in some notes. Or do you find yourself freestyling once you already have an idea for the next book? And when mm-hmm. it's time for you to come into it, do you just freestyle your way through it? I do definitely jot down ideas as I go along for this this new one. I keep reading my first novel so everything coincides perfectly. Like, it's not, okay, what happened with this? Nah, you understand, okay, what happened the next day? Because it's like the second book picks up right where the first one left off. So everything's trying to coincide. So I'm always jotting down stuff, typing stuff, editing. So, yeah. Definitely always working on the next product. Man. Uh, now, I got a weird question. It's a one-off question. What what software do you use to write your stuff? It sounds stupid, but I'm very curious. What software you oh. use to write your stuff on? Uh, the regular uh, Word. Google Doc. Yeah, Google, Google Word, Google Documents. Got you. Okay. I got a, um, a Rocket book as well. And that, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's like an actual notepad. It's digital and you can write on it. It's got a certain type of pen and you can, it can, you can carry it anywhere you, you, you go. It's, it's like an actual notepad. That's like That's what I wanted to know. Okay. Yep. It sends, it sends your notes or your paragraphs, whatever to your actual Google account. So when I come pull up my computer, I can format my ideas and my thoughts and my paragraphs that I wrote on a rocket book. Crazy. I can wipe wipe it off with the magic, um, and I'm saying it's magic because oh, oh. that's what they call it. But yeah, it's the magic wipe off. So it's not like if I leave my notebook, nobody's got it. I save it to my Google, boom, wipe it off, and I can just keep. So that's like I wish I had it on hand. Sounds like an adult easy sketch. Told you that wasn't yeah. a question, bro. See, it's called, see, a, it's called see, a rocket book. Yeah, I got, I got a, yeah, a rocket book. Y'all hear that? Yeah, people, that that's right. People that's listening to this episode, yeah. as writers, it's sending it right to your Google account, your Google document, and yeah, you come back, pull it back up later, edit, do whatever you want, format it. <laughs> yeah. See, yeah, that's that's for writers that's on the go. Like, like it's actually in my car right now, so that's why I don't have it because it's like take it on the go. Yeah. So if I'm anywhere or boom, okay, I could put that in. Chapter two, wow, and send That's it to my Google, wipe it, boom. Yeah, hey, definitely clutch. Definitely. Hey, we learn, we learn a lot. We learn a lot of things now, man. Like this is this this whole interview with that style for us is 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 yeah. is new. This is something we trying to do new. So we, I'm glad we got authors like you because we yeah. want to get yeah, yeah, yeah. get yeah, the spectrum of everybody, yeah. man. We want to help people out, man. That's what we about, man. Appreciate I'm, y'all. Man. I'm gonna be yeah. honest with you. And when it comes to this interview, as far as when we first, when we started talking to you and you went over your story, that's why I said the story is, the story makes people connect to what you write. But when we started talking to you, you told me your story. I was automatically interested in how you thought. That's why I asked you so many questions. We don't do that to everybody. I'm literally interested. Like, yo, I need to know what he thinks about this, how we, and you gave us mad interesting answers. That's why I'm saying like, this one was different. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I was very um, interested, and, uh, and I, I appreciate you too. Yeah, man, I, sure. hey, yeah. I enjoyed myself sure. definitely. Yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. Um, yeah. so all right, so now, nah, now nah, we got to get. I'm about to say you got the. Yeah, yeah we got to get the rundown. Okay, we need all right. Every 
let the listeners know where they can find you at, how to get your book, whatever new projects you're working on, everything you uh, everything. need to get out to them is all you. Okay. You. Yeah. My my name on uh, Instagram is laundromat underscore mofo, M-O-E-F-O-E. Um, the book is on Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. You just type it in. It's Z hyphen B-R-U-H. Put it up right there for them. Yeah. Word. It popped right up in your search bars. Got five stars on Amazon, five stars on Barnes and Noble. Go pick it up. It's even in your Walmart. Just order it when you ordering your stuff. So yeah, um, Freddy World LLC is my Facebook page. Um, yeah. So. And and if if you can leave our audience with anything and this could whatever come to your mind it could be inspirational it could be whatever if you can leave them with any words what would you tell them besides buy my book help each other <laughs> out like i really appreciate these brothers that you know what I'm saying they took the time out their day to interview me i'm an up-and-coming author author we gotta give each other more chances help each other out sure. like i hope they get a million views, and I hope I sell a million books. And you know, we both achieve greatness just off this one interview. And you know, so we need to give each other more opportunities and help each other out. And just man. to let y'all know, and you know as well, this is just the first of many to come. I'm sure we will link back up again. Oh, yeah. But the next book come out. We definitely will be <laughs> having workshops and things like that in the future. Um, and I'm sure when your books come out, as soon as they come out, you're going to be right here. We're going to be talking about this again. No question. You know I mean? Having a great time, just like we did yeah, today. No question. No some question. new stuff. Drake going to think I'm asleep when I'm high. I'm so high. <laughs> so high. <right? laughs> they, they should be used to this by now because this is every day. Normally, I'm I'm way worse. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but no, we appreciate you, brother. Uh, do you have anything appreciate else? Appreciate y'all. That's that's everything, man. Thank you for coming on with us. Yeah, absolutely, yes, appreciate I, it, I had a good time. Yeah, I'm be honest, and I learned yes. a lot. Thank learned you. a lot. Just the Thank fact, you. just a rocket book Yo, in that was general crazy, right? was like, oh, I'm getting one. I told you one. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm getting one. <laughs> I need. We need Drake, one for the Drake podcast. Yes, so I was saying. I'm yeah. that shit. That shit comes in handy. That was that's you're smart. <laughs> you yeah. smart. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that was our show for the day. What? How you going to outro you up? Keep looking at me when you do the All outro. Right. There you go. Do it the right way. All right. So we were your host. I'm Cook here. Kevin Durant. <laughs> and I'm Big Dre. We want to thank our guests. Mofo. Mofo Bert. in the building. All right. And we catch y'all next time. Like always, man. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Opinionated Podcast. If you love today's episode, make sure to subscribe. Leave a review. Five stars. We don't want nothing less. If you're an artist, actress, a songwriter, an author, or you're doing something that's interesting and you want to be a guest on our show, please email us at opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. That's opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a blessed day.